Okay, so that was week nine. That is the first half of the season. And goodness gracious, what a start to the season. I've calculated that if the if certain games go a certain way, we could end up next week with seven teams having lost four games and everybody is in the hunt. I mean, it, it's just, I don't think I've ever seen a league as tightly bunched as it as it is. So last, so as far as week nine is concerned, Ayr back in the hunt along with Uddy, super win for Uddy against Clydesdale. Ayr looked to be on easy street against Sterling. Fergus Lee pegged back Prestwick and uh, Langside seemed to find a lifeboat against a poor, poor West performance. And Kelburn seemed to be all at sea as uh, Dumfries managed to win away from home. So where shall we start? Why don't we start at um, Kelburn and Dumfries? Let's go with that. A must be pleased as punch, Chris, there to have punched the ticket on a, an away win. Hi, that's, I think it's been a long time coming. Hi, so it was a it was a good game. Actually, again, the drinks were kind of funny, kind of suppose. So we're 100 for three, and, um, and uh, the pro was still in. So we're thinking it might be chasing 220, 230. And you just mm-hmm. don't know, but again, was, was looking great. Quite a few people watching. Team were amazing. So it was, that was just really good. Like, again, their top order looks smashing. Somebody has to bat longer than they're batting at the moment because their middle order seems to be quite frail. Yeah, the guys were quite tight, to be fair, all the way through. Probably late on. We didn't think the first wide was 34th over. Um, obviously, the pro is pretty good. The amateur run himself out, 18 balled up. Um, so that's probably quite the partner. But yeah, drinks had a decent platform, but then I suppose nobody supported throughout. Um, McLean came at the end and got a 20 I backed quite well at the end actually but uh, 177 I think they got it was probably 50 or 60 under par because it's a decent track there and it's a cracking outfield at Kelburn at the moment yeah the, the pitch was a wee bit on it it was a wee bit uh, but it played pretty well throughout the whole game um, outfield's quick it's still big so there's plenty of twos as well if you run properly but, but um, yeah, we we pegged them back. Like say after drinks, I think scored seventy five in the last uh, twenty five. So that gave us the platform to build well. And again, had a good opening partnership with Bevo and Malik, who kind of eased us to victory. Really, just just going to pick up on a couple of things with regards to the bowling. Nine wides and three overs for Mister McGrath. What happened there? It was bowling into the wind. Um, at the wrong end, to be fair to him, but I suppose the ball wasn't doing too much, so he probably should do a wee bit better then, but I can't be overcritical. He's bowled really well for us late on in most games. So It, it has been incredibly windy. I mean, very rarely do you actually play in you know conditions like that, and I think that's maybe two, three games in a, in a row 
where there's been a, a fair amount of wind. Are you finding that the bowlers are are struggling a little bit with the bowling with into the wind or or against the wind? Depends who it is and who's bowling at the time and how windy. It was quite gusty. I think was uh-huh. the hard thing at the weekend. It was and it was directly up and down the wicket. So particularly running into the wind, I suppose for some people it can be a bit off putting. Um, but I can't overall, I think everything was pretty good. And you look to be coasting at 140 yes, for two. Awesome. Bevel Bevel hits 77 off. Uh, well, pretty much in jig time. He's he's doing well for you. He's now moved into the top ten of, of run getters. Yeah, so he obviously came back, and I think he had back to back ducks as soon as he came back for Australia. But then he's had four fifties and three in a row. Uh, um, I think he did see the eleven now and again. Tommy McBride chipped in with a thirty odd as well. Um, Belly was missing for this weekend with COVID, but we will be back hopefully this week. So, uh, yeah, kind of complain. We've got a good squad of numbers, and even it's not just about the first eleven, the second eleven as well. There's a good selection problem in terms of having guys are not getting a game, and they scored three hundred forty for the twos. So mm-hmm. it's never happened a long time. Good, 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 good. So and then- it's good. It's a lot easier, a lot easier getting people on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, when you're winning, for sure, for sure. Uh, so next week you've got air. So no, not not reliving any nightmares for you next week. What happened? I didn't play them last year. No, next week you've got air. Next week, you're obviously you've obviously banished that whole game at the start of the season. Yeah. Oh, that game didn't count. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. Uh, to be fair, I wasn't playing. I got beaten in a squash final, so I can't really say much. Um, right. Ah, yeah, it's a different, different kind of game, I guess. Um, well, hopefully. Well, it's a different um, game. You're in, a, you're yeah, in a different place. As far as a team is concerned, you're in a completely different place. Yeah, there's three or four guys, I suppose, back playing. Um, but it could easily happen again. I was going to say, I'll not no, no be in the call next week if, if it's a similar conversation, I suppose. But um, now we're looking forward to it. It's always a good pitch. Hopefully, decent weather. Uh-huh. The week's a bit sketchy now. But, yeah, looking forward to it. Good, good stuff, good stuff. Um, let's talk uh, Adi Clydesdale, uh, and and then we'll we'll uh, have a chat about the the air game against Sterling. Adi Clydesdale, uh, goodness gracious, they were they were what seventy for seven or something like that. They were fifteen for five, Johnny. Fifty for five. Uh, Sabri, five. Wow, and Sabri just bowled fantastically. He just bowled really, really well. He's mm-hmm. he's found a sort of sweet spot at the moment. He's um, you know, he's one of these guys when he's when he's hot, he's hot. And right at this minute, I, I wouldn't want anybody else opening the bowling for us, to be perfectly honest with you. Um he's just got a nice bit of rhythm, he's got his fitness up. Um, and we've just been saying to him, look, if, if in doubt, just bowl your best ball, and that's what he's doing. He really has. Um he got Four big wickets on Saturday. I think you got Paddy, Craig Young, Richie, Kaz, Farid. Um, but Paddy, perhaps a wee bit unlucky, strangled down the leg side. But but the others were crackers, real good balls, just doing enough. Um, and it's really, really important. A good strategy, you know, pink balls, not as forgiven um, by half as the, the red ball for the bowlers. So, 
Um, you've got to be on your game, and he's really, really hitting your straps. And equally pleasing, young Tam Wilmot got uh, Fazil Jawad at the other end. And, you know, Tam's only 18. He's opening bowling for us. I don't know any other, or many other 18-year-old opening bowlers doing the rounds in the league. So, um, again, he's, he's supporting Abdul really well. Um, but, you know, you knew you were going to get a partnership or two with Clydesdale. There's, it just looks like a really, really good batting lineup. So when you lose the toss and um, they choose to bat and something that looks quite flat, you're thinking, ah, OK, could be up against it here. So we were pinching ourselves a little bit. And, you know, they got to one four five, and actually towards the end of the innings, it, it got a bit, there was a wee bit of carnage with um, your pal Imran Mughal. He, he yes. Lapping it and doing laps on her and you know stuff running around his top off every time he had a boundary. Um, so we were probably getting a wee bit of discipline towards the end, but actually um, we would have taken one four five all day long. Of course, yeah, all day long. Yeah, on a decent pitch. Um, and you had them ninety. You had the ninety three for three. Uh, sorry, ninety three for nine. So they must have sort of rallied uh, and you're always uh, slightly concerned at going into T that you know they've got the momentum but you know it's it's still 145 ah uh, that's it and I think if it wasn't you know if it wasn't a great pitch and you were chasing 145 you would be maybe concerned that you'd let them get away but I don't think that was the case at all um and we we batted nicely you know a waste and um I signed a real good partnership up top um, a waste ultimately get out trying to smack the one and runs and, and go big to win it in style. But, um, you know, he batted nicely. A man didn't get many, batting at three. Um, and Nicky steadied the ship and, and just added in a bit of class at the end. So, no, great one. Great one. Um, great to be playing at home <laughs> the last couple of weeks. Um, and I, thankfully, the, the team different team this year, you know, so coming together a little bit now. You seem to have found some momentum um, and that's maybe the fact that you've played the last two games at, at home, but certainly you seem to be playing some decent cricket, whereas not that the wheels have come off Clydesdale, but that they're certainly not the team that, you know, were playing the way they were playing in the first three or four games. They, they seem to have sort of lost a little bit of direction. I think it's it's a lot a bit discipline, you know, and I think Clydesdale maybe having lost that wee bit of momentum that the batters kind of looked a wee bit out of form and the bowlers looked as if were maybe trying a wee bit too hard and um, sometimes that can happen. You know, I, I felt that's certainly in the bowling front, that's how we were early doors. We were, we were just trying a little bit too hard and, you know, sometimes you can have too many options, I guess, and, and certainly we didn't have all that many options on Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. Ross is on holiday. Amos visiting his, his dad in Pakistan. So we've lost 20 overs straight off the bat. So, you know, you've got to be really, really certain about your plans and, and guys have got to step up a little bit. So our mantra on Saturday was let's be really boring, you know. So it seemed to work. So I guess just as Fergus Lee probably had to win the last two games to get back into the hunt... Uh, you, I guess, with a game against Prestwick next week, not only do you have to win that in order to continue with your credentials, but you're also potentially going to help everybody else in bringing Prestwick back 
into the into the pack. Um, Aye, I think I think we've got to be realistic going to press week next week. You know, we're still without Ross and Armour. Um, <laughs> we miss Young Tam as well, who's at Silverstone for the weekend, and we miss a man Ramsen, who's who's away this week. So. <laughs> You know, all of a sudden you're right in the depths of holiday season, so it's tough. It's really, really tough. But I'm sure, last, I'm sure, press week in a similar situation where there'll be guys coming in and out and whatever yeah. else. But yeah, I don't, honestly don't think it matters. I, I really don't think it matters. You go with a better plan, um, and if you're if you're playing properly and you're you're backing yourself, well, you you get something out of it. I think what matters is momentum. I mean, you would rather go down. I think you're down at Henry Thau, aren't you? You, you know, if, if your team can go down with momentum, it doesn't necessarily, you know, it's not so important as to, you know, you're losing a couple of your players. It's a completely different equation if you've not been playing well and you don't have that momentum and you also lose a couple of players, you know, head start Aye, exactly. to go down. That's when, you start to, that's when you start to look around, doesn't it? Look around the dressing room and go, oh, who's going who's gonna to do it for us this week? Because... You're not taking any of that sort of responsibility yourself. And that's the beauty of it. Actually, guys have stepped up week and week. So there's, you know, there's there's always in every team some unsung heroes. And we've got a lefty, a guy called Zishan Azara, who's done a great turn for us. You know, he's, he's that third seamer role sometimes is underbold, sometimes has to bowl in really, you know, tough periods because it becomes a third throw of the dice. But actually, the last three weeks has been excellent, you know. Mm-hmm. has been excellent so um, we've kind of found a way um, and a bit of a plan with him so I'm standing up to stumps and stuff and it, you're just squeezing the game a wee bit yeah, a wee bit further and deeper and of course the starts we've had have been really good the last few weeks so well exception of the Bears game the starts we've had have been a lot better yeah yeah well certainly you're, you're certainly in the hunt I mean if you beat Prestwick next week then um yeah, that just gathers and continues on with that momentum into to week uh, 11 and 12. Brilliant. Great stuff. Great stuff. Mikey, uh, let's get you on then to talk about air. Of all the games that you looked at there on Saturday, that seemed to be the one that looked to be the most straightforward. You pegged them back to, you know, still it's over 200, but you just made, it looked as if you made mincemeat out of that total. Um, yeah, I mean, we were, I think, we we were pretty happy with how we started with the ball. Um, lost the toss and, and they, they decided to bat, which which we would have probably done. But, mm-hmm. um, look, the, the ballers really stepped up without Scott this week. Um, young Nari opened the ball in and um, did a good job. And Hamza kind of did what did what he always does. But we, we thought we'd make a quick change and try and keep Hamza um, through the middle to ball as many balls at Brandon and um, Manus as we could and yeah. Matty Baines came on and bowled the same way that he did against Presswick and teams just really struggled to to get him away balls are really consistent line and length and just just like Brian says his mantra is just to be really boring and he does a great job of it um, I mean that's a top spell his 10 he's got four maidens now you don't <clears throat> not very often on a on a 50 a side you know game are you going to bowl four maidens? So that's been a top spell from him. Yeah, the four maidens, I think, were his first four overs as well. Wow. Um, so he, he really, really put the kind of restraints on them. And um, like they never they never got away from us. We we just kept it quite tight, kept our plans quite simple. And um, 
we knew that we were always in the game. We we never felt we were going to bowl them out, but we knew that if we kept bowling two or three dot balls every over, then then we could stay on top in the game. And ultimately, that kind of worked out. We thought they were probably fifty or sixty light, um, which which gave us a great deal of confidence going in going in with the bat. The, the outfield was absolutely rapid as well. And and do you think it, you you bowled really well? Because I see Manis came in and he was probably the only one who was there or thereabouts as far as hitting it at, at 100. Um, do you just feel that, I was, was going to say they were maybe a little bit circumspect, but it may well be that it, it's your bowling that has has uh, been really good. And I, would you be Poss- fair yeah, enough to say possibly. that? Possibly. I think, I think a little bit of that, but I think when... We've got Hamza and Flacky to, to bowl 20 overs. I mm-hmm. think sometimes, I think it felt maybe that Sterling weren't quite taking advantage of of guys on that pitch that would have been easier to score against. Um, and when we managed to steal a few overs like that, they then realised they were a little bit behind eight ball. And then you've got you've got Scotland's premier spinner at the moment bowling 10 overs at them through the, or nine overs through the middle. So they were always kind of going to struggle to get back at mm-hmm. the top again from that. So I think we worked that quite well, but but the boy, boy Dunford batted really nicely. Um, we just felt that if he was going to face 150 balls and only get 110, um, we would have probably taken that. Um, I think on that pitch with that outfield, you probably would have liked to have gone at, at a runner ball. I, I wonder if the fact that people are, are sort of talking Sterling up as to being, you know, get their top four and you know, you're, you're going to have you're going to do well against them. And I wonder if that's maybe playing into their psyche that they're maybe not batting with as much freedom as they could on the basis that they themselves believe that the top four have to do something. Possibly. Yeah. I'm not sure. I wouldn't speak for them, but yeah, there's potential that that, that's happening. I I don't think think Brandon or Manus play though. I don't think they, they let anything get in the way. I just think they Tweedy and, um, is it Dunford? I think they just know that they have to get off to a, a solid start, and I think they would rather be twenty for none after ten than fifty for two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian, you were going to say something there. No, I, I agree. Michael's just said they don't play like that at all. That these yeah. guys are yeah. pretty fluid, pretty aggressive. Um, Manus is is very different when you watch him. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. Strikes um, it clean. Yep. Yep, and Brandon is as good a Scottish amateur as there is at the moment. I would say he must be. He must be close. I don't know. He's, involved he's maybe not had as good a season as he might have wanted to. Do. I mean, he's 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 not hit the four hundred yet, and I think he's lying yeah, fifth. Brandon's, he's still lying fifth. Brandon's yeah, Brandon's really good. He you can just tell the 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 way he hits the ball. He hits the ball like a like a one day kicker. Um, same with a waste. The two of them are um. We're both right up there, and just and and how how hard they're able to hit the ball, and particularly into gaps um, early on in the innings. I think that's the real the real standard. Yeah, it's interesting what you say there about being able to hit the gaps. I mean, I think that is the mark of a very very good batsman that comes in, and before you know it, he's on fifteen or twenty. He's maybe not hit a four, but he's just hit the gaps, and it's every ball he's trying to maneuver it wide of of the of the fielders. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and Scotty, what's up with uh, with Scotty? Is he going to be? Is he struggling with his ankle again, or, or did he have work commitments? Why wasn't he playing? Uh, no, he um, 
Scotty had against Presswick um, got maybe a little bit fired up for the for the derby and uh, got his got his second level one in a few weeks, so had to had to take a a, a week ban, unfortunately, not just a game, which meant that he was also out for the Scottish Cup game yesterday. But, what um, a job he did with that like, bag for life! Aye, aye, oh, oh, I know he was brilliant. I mean, like fair play, Scotty held his hands up and he, he knew he'd let us down, and uh, he he did nothing but show face and. And he walked his walked his uh, backside off to to make sure that we were in as good a position as possible, even without him to to get two wins at the weekend. And and uh, I know he won't mind me saying it, but he's a uh, he's as delighted as anyone that we get two wins this weekend. Great, great. Um, and what was the level one for? Just a over exuberance. Uh, he. Uh, him and you and Macbeth had uh, exchanged a few words, and I think the umpires, uh, Scotty's got a loud teacher's voice. That's all I'll say. I think, you know, there's context there as well, isn't there? Because you boys, yeah. the Sweet boys, obviously know each other really well, play against each other four or five times a year, probably socialise a bit at times as well. Sometimes you expect a wee bit. Yeah, I, I, I think we were we were under the pump and, and Scotty was batting and you and Macbeth was I think just trying to get under his under his skin and Happens, Scotty just uh, aye, Scotty just is it's quite combative as it is, that's what makes him such a good player. He's uh-huh. uh, he's somebody I would I would always have in my corner, um, particularly when the chips are down. And part of part of him and his character is that um he he can perhaps sometimes just uh, just get a little bit carried away. Um but like it wasn't it wasn't anything Serious, and we've not had like massive sit downs or anything. He just he knew he, he knew maybe overstepped a line, and he's uh-huh. he's vowed to. And and do you think? Sure I mean, obvi- obviously, it was a um, a local derby, and and do you think that the umpires take that into account when um, you know dishing out yeah. level ones? Do do they do they give you a little bit of rope in in games like this, or or do you feel that the umpires are very much no, that's a level one, the your, your route. Some of them do, you know. I think some. Yeah, of them I just do. think it depends what umpire. It, it depends whether the umpire is local, I guess, because we the umpires are from all over now. Whether they know you, whether they they played the game with or against you, all that sort of good stuff. Like, some of them are really easy going. Some of them are, you know, they they they're dictated to with the, the rules that have been laid down, so they've kind of got to follow them. There could be an assessor there, all that stuff. Get uh-huh. it, but you would rather it was a wee bit more relaxed. I'll put a scenario to you. It happened on Saturday. Um, one of our boys, um, well, I, I was sitting. Um, I wasn't going next in, but I heard the nick from from the <laughs> from where I was sitting at West, okay? Um, so, you know, it, it, in my view, it could have been anything else. It, you know, the fella didn't walk, and he got a volley of abuse. I mean, so what do you do in these circumstances? Because it, it sounds as if, I was captaining uh, the twos, and it sounds as if you know somebody will be put on charge there. I think from the umpires' report, are you just not to say anything? I mean, I would be absolutely just That's gone a, ballistic. Take a level one for that all day long, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> take one for the boys. No, I, I mean, I would take one for abusing somebody for no walking. I hundred percent. You just got to go, haven't you? You you you're playing to win, so. But you've got to you've got to be in circumstances like that. You've got to tell the guy, listen, that's not no, we that's cheating, in in such a way that you don't get level one, or is it impossible to say that? 
know, standing up to the stumps, you can be a wee bit more subtle, you know. Uh huh. <laughs> you still do that, then, Braves, do you? <laughs> Aye. All right. I'll nominate somebody who's not available next week. That's it. I wait to see who's going on holiday. <laughs> I, I, we were trying to get uh, Ross to go for like a fireball when um, uh, before he went on holiday, but it never happened, unfortunately. <laughs> right, you'll have to say something. It's your turn. You're not uh, playing people, next week. People would just, people would just ra- laugh at Ross if he tried to give them chop. And then <laughs> I'll I tell you another thing that happened there on Saturday. So the, we were playing Langside twos, right? Um, and Langside twos, it was like they had sort of six captains. I mean, everybody was talking away, blah, blah, blah. And listen, that that happens from time to time. But the umpire then just walks over and says, right, captain, come over here, stop the chattering. And I'm thinking, well, and I was batting. I'm thinking, what the hell's wrong with that? I mean, to me, that was just overstepping the mark. Were they giving you any abuse or were they just chatting to like themselves? No, just chatting to themselves. You know what one guy was saying, I'll oh, put him out at mid-off, and the other guy was saying, No, no, don't put him out at mid-off, but stick him at mid-wicket and blah blah blah. It wasn't it wasn't directed at anybody. Just having a bit of a corn flabber. Yeah, I just yeah. I just thought, yeah. listen, that's just what it was typical umpires, as I always say in any sport, the best umpires referees are the ones that you don't you don't hear, uh-huh. you don't see. At the end of yeah. the day, you shake and say, listen, thanks very much for the game, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's the ones that, you know, want to fiddle with the stumps or, you know, always walking up and, ah. Oh. And then the other thing that they did was they waited. And does this happen in the in the, <laughs> the Premier? The umpire waits. Tonight, the, the, the umpire, once the six balls have been bowled, the umpire waits at that end for the other umpire to get to the stumps and then he walks to the square leg. Does that happen? Yes, that's that's part of the field yeah. thing. That's part of the dark arts of umpire now. So you need to stand apparently and guard the pitch in case somebody yeah. walks on it. Aha, huh. yeah. uh-huh. well, that's exactly what I because I, I took umbrage at that and I said to the umpire after the game, Why do you do that? Because he was complaining that Langside were bowling slowly. I said, No wonder bloody bowling slowly because it takes you so much time to actually change ends. And he said, No, no, that's it's to protect the pitch. I'm thinking. Who was this? On, who was umpire? I can't name, name names. Sorry, we'll look back yeah. at who's the umpire. We'll uh, I got, I got, I got a warning <laughs> in in a game recently for batting outside of my crease, which, I, which for those that play against me, know that I always do. Uh huh. First ball of the game, first ball of the game, played like a kind of defensive shot, and the umpire came in from square leg and gave me a warning for batting in the, the danger zone. Ah. <laughs> I, I think I heard about that. I think I might have known the other standing umpire actually. And yeah. apparently, the rule is you can only take. Sorry, your second step has to keep yeah. you out of the protected area. So, so I said, step's well, what, okay. I, yeah. So I said, well, what if I use my feet to spin then? And he said, no, you can't do it in the danger zone. Uh, oh no, 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 just, which, no. Which, which, yeah. Well, that happened yeah. to me on Saturday, and I'm thinking, and, and so he says you can't walk. Uh, down down the pitch, I said, "Well, it, it, I'm batting second. Nobody else is going to be batting. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I'm making it more difficult for myself by doing that. I'm just, I just think some common sense has to come into it. Oh, like it's it's a hard job for them having. Oh, well, listen, don't get me wrong. Listen, and, and that's that's really true. You know, your umpire guys are coming out, standing. I best believe I will not be doing it. 
<laughs> getting forty quid for the privilege and sometimes right. a decent fee, sometimes no. So uh-huh. couldn't couldn't have a game without them. So sometimes it's some are better than others, I suppose. But right. I remember playing a game years and years ago and you were talking about protecting the pitch. It was against Arbroath um, and it was George Salmon's brother and John, aha. And he jumped, he was jumping from, uh, he was jumping over the pitch. Well, most of the time he was jumping over the pitch and a couple of times he landed square in the middle and then turned his spikes. (laughs) And I'm just thinking, if you were a batsman, you would know that he was trying to do that. So, you know, they say protecting the pitch. The batsmen. We, we used to have the old fiberglass covers. You had them at West as well, and these things weighed a ton. Yes. You know, they were fiberglass things. And Davy D built some rig with a tractor that meant he could pull them like a train. Uh-huh. But what it meant was when you were putting the covers on and off, the tractor was going up and down the pitch. Right. And of course, he would be bringing the. Uh, his covers on with the pipe on and the tractor and stuff. Uh-huh. And every now and again, somebody would go ballistic at him and say, no, no, no you can't put the tractor on the pitch. It just, you know, but it was all good. But uh, honestly, what difference is it going to make walking on the pitch? Uh-huh. No, I, I couldn't get that. I couldn't get that. Um, anyway, I digress. Uh, and there's Langside. Uh, if, you know, guys have been telling us that they're a good side and uh, stacked full of spinners. I did think that when they got 220, I thought, gosh, 220 there with, with you know, three spinners. If the Colgans don't produce, then we're going to struggle. And, and so it turned out. So Big um, call to chase at Langside, uh, I would say. I heard Fenner made some friends. Oh right, I know. I didn't. Well, see none. See n- nobody came back to the club. <laughs> nobody came back to the club. So, well, well, I heard a story that uh, Anwar was late for the toss. All right. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Uh huh. Fenna claimed the rights for the toss and put Langstead in. <laughs> but I'm not sure how true that is. All right. I heard a similar story, Mikey. I don't know if you told me or not, but I heard a similar story. I think it might have been our umpire yesterday. Ah, right. That's right. It was. And is that right? Can is, can that happen if you're late for the toss? Yep. It's in the rules. Yeah. Right. It's in the rules. Uh, by the way, Anwar's, Anwar's batted really nicely. Batted nicely against us. And the guy that opens with him is decent. Plays some big mm-hmm. shots early and stuff. Yeah. But they've got a plan. They've really got a plan. Yeah, they look solid. The, the fella can who came in at five batted at one thirty, got his fifty six at one thirty, and I think probably took the game away from them. I just wouldn't chase at Albert Park. Yeah, I'm the same. It's one of those places, lie low and places like that. You go get your runs on the board. You know, the pitch can be decent. Uh-huh. absolutely. But it, it just it's like a difficult place to chase. It's like Fergusley as well. I think it's the same right. type of vibe. It it seems a it seems Go a strange home. one that if if you you win the toss that that you don't want to bat especially if you're concerned about the pitch because the pitch is only going to get worse. Well, yeah. You would have thought, but it didn't seem to do them any harm given the rest of the the results. I think they ended up uh, they were second before the start and second second after. Um, okay, Riyadh's obviously not joining us. Um, Great result for for them. Uh, really helps everybody else out, doesn't it? Uh, and Fergus, they look in the real deal at the moment. They've really sort of turned the ship, and uh, they look as if they're 
one of the ones that I've certainly, along with with uh, I guess you guys, Dumfries, Adi, and and Air, you you're the ones with momentum. I think um, adding the overseas amateur to the the batting orders really really helped. Them. I know Beggar's mm-hmm. not playing just now, and and maybe Omar's not a great start to the season. So I think they needed that just to give them that extra depth and bit stability. Um, bit of stability that's allowed Riyad to bat five um, and sort of steal the ship. Um, I was chatting to Hoffy about it. I think Presswick maybe missed. Riyad missed a chance off Riyad early doors and it, it could have went very, very mm. differently. But listen, you take your chances and um, ball accounts he played beautifully and, and saw them home. Yes, yes, it certainly looked like that from looking at the scoreboard. So listen, let's have a quick chat about what's happening next week. Uh, just pipe up with any comments. Um, Sterling playing Fergus Lee at Sterling. Any thoughts? Fergus Lee for me on that one. Any detractors? No, I think Fergus Lee are uninformed. Eh? I think they've done well. Sterling, for whatever reason, have been competitive in every game and and I, you know, maybe I'll do a win, but I can't see them beating Fergus. I think Fergus will go there and really enjoy it. If there, is, if there is like a, a couple, though, that can, can win a game as a partnership right. um, in the league, then it's, it's Brandon and, and Madness. Uh-huh. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't count them out until, and then Fergus will know that. They'll know that they, they need to try and, try and keep those two, two contained. But if they do, then I, I can't see Sterling yeah. getting in. Uh, and if ever, if ever there was a 50-pointer, it's Langside against Kelburn. I think the loser there is really, really struggling because if, if Kelburn don't win that, they're four games behind everybody else with only eight to play. And, and I'm not seeing them... Where is it? Uh, you're at Langside. So toss will be important, I guess. Yeah. When, when Fancy facing Dougie second up uh, and I think for the, Langside. For the benefit of the league, you probably want... Kelburn to win that, you know, uh-huh. so it, it compresses again. Yeah. Um, but I think Langside yeah. have, have done really well and they've got that momentum, haven't they? Um, yeah. I'm going to go Kelburn. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking well. Langside, I think, playing at home. Um, but as I say, I, 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 I'll go Langside too because I, I, I think they were, they've done well. Done really mm-hmm. well. I'm the, the brightest kit in the league. <laughs> Clydesdale West that's at Titwood Clydesdale you've got to think Clydesdale have got to come out of their their trough and come firing for West it's, it's a funny one for West at the moment because it's become all about the two amateurs isn't it a little bit Mm-hmm. With a bat. Yeah. So yeah, it's a lot to rely uh, on to the young boys. Very, very, very good. But, 20, 20 innings between them uh, and Scotland. But, yeah, they but, are very good. They just seem to have, you know, West have been relying on them a little bit. Um, Richie back um, and just just that bit of stability and just that experience that Clydesdale uh, had. They'll be very, very hungry to kick on again, Clydesdale. They were. I think they're having a good long chat in the dressing room after their game, as you would, you know. So they'll be they'll be hurting after yeah. losing a few. Prestwick, Cuddy. We've no chance. Not a prayer. 
honestly. So so low in bowlers. I've been doing practice in the left arm spinners. I'm going to... Right, Breeb. So we were rudely interrupted and we were going to talk about Prestwick Uddy. What, what were your thoughts, Prestwick Uddy? We have no chance, Johnny. No chance. Well, Masanama, <laughs> Ross, Tam Wilmot, oh, a man. Um, I think it's going to be me and old Gav Bradley opening the bowling. Yeah, right, when you've got a race, you've, get, you've always got a chance, mate. <laughs> right, anybody else? Um, yeah, with, like without the political spin, no, I like his mind games. I like them. I'm <laughs> going to say, uh, yeah, Presswick to win by 400 runs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Mikey. <laughs> Good stuff. You, Chris, anything to add to that? I think, I think if he's got that many missing, it is getting a challenge, but you never know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Doc. Um, Riyad, listen, thanks for joining. Well, we're just talking about uh, next week's game. So oh, yeah. um, just before we get you on and talk about the game against Presswick, because we're all dying to hear uh, about that. Um, Air Dumfries, uh, anybody want to opine about that? Air Dumfries? It's that air. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't follow it. I thought last night, we, we played air yesterday in the Scottish Cup in it. You know, Air One and DL eventually, but it looked very good. Flackies in, in some real form, real, real form. Um, really impressed Matthew Baines, Scotty to come back. I sorry, Tiger fancy here. Yeah, they're a team that took a little while to get going, which I think was a surprise to many. But once they've got going, um, yeah, again, we like talking about momentum. They seem to have got the momentum. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm taking them against uh, against you, Tigger. Unfortunately, prove us wrong, eh? He's gone silent. Well, right, Riyad, we've got you on. Thanks very much for coming on. We were just saying um, everybody was offering their. Say again. I think I'm on a slight delay, so forget about my conversation. <laughs> okay, right, Riyad, you on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good man, good man. Right, so we're all seeing just before you came in, we're all doffing our cap uh, to you boys at Fergus Lee for for helping everybody out in the league and uh, turning over Prestwick. Uh, what were your thought? Clearly, you know, very professional performance, restricting them to to one eighty eight, and uh, didn't seem to have too many problems in chasing that down. Uh, what do you put the win down to? Just a, a good all-round display or a really good bowling performance? Yeah, I think all-round we were we were pretty solid. Uh, I was very surprised when, one, I got there and it was a green steamer and really soft. Um, and then, two, Fraser won the toss and chose to bat. Um so yeah, I was I was pretty surprised with that. And then uh we started off okay. Uh, myself and Jamie probably didn't bow as well as what we maybe wanted to, or cause uh-huh. enough issues. Um but um Kelly had bowled really well, uh Dowd bowled really well, uh, Arun bowled nicely, Gaff bowled well. So um yeah, it was it was quite nice. Tough, tough place to go and, and play, tough outfield. Um, and then with the bat, yeah, I think we we did we did all right. We could have been a lot more clinical, I think. 
Yeah, that um, looked as if there was a bit of a wobble, 46 for no wicket and then 73 for four, but you certainly turned it round after for the fifth wicket. Well, we were, we were one down early. Uh, Omi got out, uh, I think, second ball of Durant. Right. Um, but then Elliot and Daffy looked well in control, uh, started batting really nicely. Yeah. Um, and then I think, you know, might have been maybe a bit of complacency. Uh, came in, a uh, couple, you know, loose shots, uh, got the two of them out. The more looked, looked all right. Um, and then was caught at short leg of, of Sachin. Uh, never nice having a short leg in. Um, but yeah, he got caught then. Then Rosero was just the guy, the kid is he's unreal. He's so, so mature. He's so... He's just a class act. Um, and it was quite funny because he sort of led quite a few of the conversations in between overs and was just like, look, like I think he's doing this. All we need to do is just keep batting. Um, and if you and I are here, we'll, we'll, the game will be done. Um, so, yeah, he was, he was incredible once again. And how old is he? He is. 16, I think. 17, 16, 17. Wow. It's the little brother. Yeah, mature beyond his years then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's just now got an opportunity. I think he plays tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, uh, down for the Durham under 18. Right, okay. Um, so he's been given a shot there and he's only 16, 17. So, um, yeah, no, really, really good cricketer. Really, really good. Because it can be one of the hardest places to bat in that middle order, you know, chasing down. Because I'm guessing, you know, the, the game could have gone any number of ways when he's come in to bat um, and he's got his 40 off a, you know, 71 ball. So he's, he's just taken his time, uh, probably read yeah. the game very well and just refused to get out. Yeah, yeah, no, he was, he was, he was really, really good. Um, well, tomorrow was dropped uh, before he got out. Um, I was also dropped on four. So the game could have, you know, easily gone in a very, very different direction. Aha, uh-huh. the boys were seeing um, earlier. But, um, yeah, the old saying, catches win matches. Um, it, was, it was actually, I, I got dropped off Sachin. And we ended up taking a single um, from the drop catch. And I got to the non-striker's end. <laughs> oh yeah, Sachin saying that, that that was that was game over. That that chance was game over. So yeah, it, it worked in our favour. We got a bit lucky, um, and and we took that we took that chance. Good. Well, we we spoke a fortnight ago, didn't we? And and said, listen, for you guys to be in the hunt, you really had to win the next three games, and and you've just gone and done it. So I think of of all the teams, for me personally, I think of all the teams, you're you're the ones that maybe have got the most momentum. Plus, you've got Moses coming into the side, and that I think gives you a little bit of further stability in the batting uh, order. Um, and I have to say, if if I think you're, I mean, Prestwick, I think, still must be favourites, given the fact that they've only lost one. Um, but but for me, I'd, I, I would put you as, as, as second favourites um, at, at the moment. So, uh, so good, good well, performance. 
it, it, uh, that is a, it's a difficult one to, to call. I mean, I, I, I looked at the, the tables again uh, last night and I'm, I'm struggling to, to be able to call any one of the top five. Um, don't know who they're going to be, in what order they're going to be. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that the second half is just going to be, it's going to be so much fun um, and it's going to be really, really exciting, I hope. Um, and hopefully we could have a nice, you know, final day, maybe three teams maybe in the hunt for, for the trophy. Get, get the helicopter out, fly the trophy to, to different parts during the day. I mean, it's entirely possible just before you came on, we were saying right at the top of the show that if, if certain results go a certain way, you could end up having seven, seven teams on, on four, four losses, um, uh, which I don't think I've ever played. And, and the guys alluded to this as well. They've never played in a league campaign where it's been as tight as that. And I, I think it's, it's the team that, I think in the next three games, I think if the if the teams that have got momentum continue to progress with that momentum, I think they might be very very difficult to to catch or stop. I think momentum is going to be huge in the next three weeks, and if you can start playing really good cricket in the next three weeks, then um, any team any team could potentially win it. I think you've got to be realistic, haven't you? It's best weeks to lose. Uh, yeah, Preston Cook on it. Preston Cook won it already. <laughs> Thought you weren't playing mind games, Mike. I, I would never do that. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's what we're saying. Been too um, long with Brian Clark. Spent too much time with Brian Clark. Clearly on the weekend. <laughs> no, I only faced two balls. He wasn't. Uh, not yesterday. Ball. I didn't. <laughs> Right, guys, listen, thanks so much for coming back on. Much appreciated. Uh, all the best next week. And uh, we'll see how many of you are, are sitting in the hot seat next week. Cheers, Johnny. See you in a fortnight. All right, boys. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs>